0: Warning, this podcast must be listened to while drinking coffee or beer. Do not drive and drink coffee or beer. Do not smoke and drink coffee or beer. And do not have sex while driving and smoking and drinking coffee or beer. You're listening to the Coffee or Beer Podcast, brought to you on behalf of Hosting! My guest today is radio presenter, TV presenter, Spotify playlist curator, drummer, composer, and all round nice guy, drinker of beer, Ollie Winnieberg. Hello, Hello mate.
1: I was going in for a high five, I didn't know what was, <laughs> we sort of just did that and it, kind of, it felt um, nice.
0: Let's do it again, let's, let's do, do
1: it, yes. There
0: yeah, go have. on, there we go. <laughs> That was brilliant. That's Thanks. the best handshake I've ever had on the show. Thanks, mate. You've not been doing it that long though, have you? Uh, your, your episode <laughs> 12, 13, yeah. <laughs> cool. It's cool. It's early days, but i want that title too. I've remain. had some I've had some strong handshakes, I've had some up um, to some very um, tentative shakes. Oh,
1: okay. And I've had Sounds some essential. Yeah,
0: it was. It yeah. was. I, was I, I got excited. I don't know. About them. <laughs> uh, and then I had some people that were kind of surprised. Like I was even going in for a handshake. Like yeah. They were kind of caught off guard. They were happily like, sat there ready for just like jumping into the chat. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, before they knew it, they had a, a hand thrust in their Mate. place. Like, oh, handshake,
1: you sir. Uh! You've got to have the on-camera formalities. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. good. It's it, good. And it's,
0: and it's coming with time. Yeah, good. And, and practice. <laughs> so we're getting there. That like that was uh, that was the best one. Guys, as you can see, we're not in whole tight office this week. We're somewhere a little bit special and a little bit different. We are at Hoppily Craft Beer here in Leon C, uh, where the very kind people at Hoppily have let us come in and film and talk a little bit about some of their local craft beers. And these are the two that we are going to choose on today. There's there's no option of coffee because who wants to do that? Well, Ooh, I coffee
1: always, always coffee. say my slogan is slogan. My sort of, I would say. Who wants to drink coffee when you can have beer?
0: <laughs> that's, how funny, that's exactly what I say. Is it? Yeah I, yeah. I say it every day. I've never met anyone that says it exactly the same way I say it too, but it's, there we it's are. A,
1: it's a, it's a, a
0: good thing. It's a good saying. And these are the two choices um, yeah. that have come highly recommended by uh, the kind folk here at Hopperly. Right, option one, mm-hmm. Ollie, um, the choice is going to be yours. You can choose between blank planet, yep. which is inspired... By the drummer from Porcupine Tree. Yeah, that's right, Mark. Not the drummer, not the drummer, not the drummer, just, drummer. The band. just the band. Yeah. Because who <laughs> wants? to- Fear the, the blank planet. Okay, so there's that. Yep. Option one, option two, signature brew, backstage IPA.
1: Yeah, I think we'll go with this. You're going. You, you didn't even stop <laughs> thinking about it. Is that just because it's bigger? No, it's because <laughs> it's a bit personal. No, it's um, <laughs> it's because uh, Porcupine Tree are one of my favourite bands ever. Um, and it would seem wrong even if I taste it. I haven't drunk this before. So even if I taste this and it and it tastes like death, um, then I, I'm the still... No, no, God, no. No, I'd probably drink another one straight after. I'd do the same thing if it was Metallica, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's do go.
0: it. Oh, Mark, would you just come in here? Just explain to everybody the significance of Signature. Just... So Signature Brew, uh, given we're talking about music today, it's an apt choice. So Signature Brew are inspired by making sure that all music venues have Great beer in them because you how often do you go to a gig and you're just faced with a faceless, tasteless, watery lager? So, mm-hmm. these guys' they're raison d'etre is about getting good beer into music venues. Ah, yes, what's, there you go. So there you go. Brilliant, oh, brilliant, and cheers. what an excellent use of the word raison d'etre. Raison d'etre brilliant. Cheers, cheers, guys. cheers.
1: thank you. Mm. Actually, that's really ah. good. It tastes like 6'8 what is that? That's a time signature. It's a music joke, I'm so sorry. I'm I am i a guitarist,
0: so I don't actually play in time. No, no, I'm just strum and hope. Either strum and hope or makes you up and think it's on time, it's fine. And I, oh that's good, and I love IPA, and that is a that is a fine. I think we've done fine. well. I think mm. we've
1: we've 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 chosen very well with this, that's good.
0: Oh I'm excited. It's good to be it's good to be drinking beer on a Sunday afternoon. Um, yeah. Even though it's storm Kira outside. We're gonna kick up a storm in here.
1: So Alan Partridge,
0: what a way to have a good time! Oh, God. <laughs> this is, this is good. This could go on for no, hours. No, it's fine, it's good. Um, I'm going to throw you straight in the fiery pit, my friend. Okay, go on. I want you to tell me the hardest part about your job. Ah, uh, do you know what? It's actually like. Don't tell me it's easy peasy lemon. No, speasies. it's not.
1: It's, it's, it's definitely not. That actually, do you know what the hard? The, it depends which one. Okay. Like, yes. So for um, an introducing show. And I think I would speak on behalf of of all the other introducing guys, because there's not just an introducing show in Essex, there's one in like Kent and Northampton and blah, 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 all over the UK. You were the host of
0: BBC introducing Essex.
1: Yes. Um, And I think actually the hardest thing is when um, a band is so unbelievably hungry for it, but the product just isn't there. Right. um, And the music isn't good enough. And it's it's actually quite heartbreaking to witness, because um, I grew up in a... I grew up in a household where my mum and dad were in an unsigned band and they were kind of pushing for it. And um, I, I know the reality of the difficulties of, of being in a band that is unsuccessful and how hard it can be and, and how difficult it is. Were well, they um, even together? My mom, yeah, 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 yeah. My dad was a drummer. And uh, even though he looked like Nigel Tufnell from Spinal Tap, he was, he was a drummer. Um, and my mum was, like, doing the Debbie Harry thing up front. And, wow. um, yeah, and, like, I, I know how hard it is for, for bands to do it. And when you get bands that spend so much money on like photo shoots and their socials and and it's just actually the 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 seed of what they need to do is get the the song right and it's so hard um so So that's what you're coming across
0: the most is that that just isn't there
1: yeah and well it's not one it's the hardest it's the hardest thing to do is to listen to something that somebody has spent like so much time and effort and money on and and actually it's it's just not that good. Yeah, yeah. But obviously music's subjective anyway, so you could have this argument in a circle constantly. But... For sure, for sure. But how many, how many submissions are you, do you get on a weekly basis? Um, it, I, it varies. I mean, some, some weeks it might be, um, uh, I don't know, 50, 100, 200. Sometimes it might be 20, 30. Um, usually the summer um, is a Pretty really big, uh, yeah, busy time. And you have to listen, we have to listen to everything that's sent in, um, because if we don't, we get our wrists slapped. No, But, but, but obviously it's fair to the bands. you know, they, don't, they upload their music and they, they want to know that it's been listened to. And now what happens, which was introduced a couple of years ago through the BBC, was um, that bands now get an email when somebody has listened to their song, so they know that it's been uploaded successfully, it's been sure. listened to. They've got the confirmation. Yeah. Sometimes, you know,
0: I'm driving around, you know, driving around here, and you must be walking around here going, wow, is there really that many bands? Oh,
1: there's there really that many bands just in Essex? There are so many bands. I think I once calculated that for me to have had this job for as long as I've had, yeah. there's got to be something like three bands starting a week. <laughs> just for me to continue my employment, like, it's, it's mad. Um, so, thanks. Thanks for anyone that's starting a band. Keep, keep it up. <laughs> yeah, keep it up. Don't, don't quit.
0: Um, you've obviously got to listen to all those songs. It's really important. And obviously you enjoy it and you, mm-hmm. you want to. You want to give every band their... Fair opportunity, that's fine. So how do you structure your time to do that? Like, Do you have a particular way that you sort of
1: ingest music? Um, Or is it just walking to work? No, it's it's like, yeah, I mean, we've got access to the introducing uploader um, like on our phones now, so we can can just like listen to everything as you would like a playlist on Spotify or Apple or something. Um, And so maybe if I'm driving in one day, I'll have a listen. Because I think actually when you're making a decision as to what to play and when to play it that can be influenced by your surrounding mm. um, and I think that when you're driving to and from work you're not maybe as engaged in a work mode subconsciously than yeah. you would be if you're actually like sitting in the office right um, that but that's, that's that's kind of just me what is it that you're that you're listening out for it is something that basically uh, kind of tickles the eardrum something that makes you go oh okay that's cool mm. and whether that's a really interesting um, atmospheric opener or, or whether that's um, you know, a really hard-hitting death metal, like, we are here, we have landed, and you're gonna listen to us. You know, I, I like people that have um, audible confidence. Confidence and modesty, they're so key. Mm, um, I know. like that. Um, the, the modesty, I mean, that's not
0: something you would necessarily, uh, it's not a word that you would choose to say when you're talking about like listening to music, but I, know, I kind of know exactly what you mean. 100%. So when you're listening to the song, um, and you said, you know, the first three seconds, first five seconds of a song, That's sort all. Of, I get like an impression very, very quickly about mm-hmm. something. But then when I hear the vocals, that's usually the thing that like makes or breaks it for me.
1: Oh, so, so many times I've had bands that sound great and then the, the singer will come in in a completely different key. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's like, lead singers seem to be um, the, the most difficult to actually get um, lessons in their craft. So I, I've met so many bands in the past where like the, you know, the drummer has regular lessons and the guitarist has lessons. Because I, really, however good you are, unless you're like John Petrucci, you, you know, you're still going to need those lessons. Those mm. basic kind of core values of your instrument are, are so kind of key. But singers seem to take it as a personal vendetta when you sort of say, yeah. you know, you can kind of do with a little bit of like tweaking here and there. Yeah, they get don't, some lessons. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It depends how seriously you want to be taken. If, like, you're not going to put the time in to better yourself, like, don't expect other people to come to your shows. Absolutely. fair The band shouldn't give up, but if they are looking for honest critique and they are told that perhaps they should consider another sound or if they are delicately told, you're terrible, Mm. um, then maybe they should think about something else. But... Mm. um, yeah, that's that's obviously that's obviously down to the band. Do you uh, do you you don't struggle doing that? giving that kind of advice to bands? No, because I'm really I'm I'm always really honest. Like I'll say to bands, can I be really Honestly, honest yeah. here? Yeah. And if they say and if their response reads in a way that I don't think they'll be able to perhaps take, take it, it mm. I will try and wrap it up a little bit. Um, but but ultimately, I, I wouldn't advise somebody waste their time with something. Yeah. Like I might say, if you consider doing something behind the scenes, like in production or editing or filming or, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want honest, honest advice? One of the worst things would actually be to be lied to.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you'd be surprised. Um, people are more receptive when they hear what they want to hear. Mm. Um, there's been, there was an occasion with a band probably about two years ago When they sent me some music, and this was outside of any work capacity, Um, this was just like on an email or something, and they they basically just went, um, "Can you listen to this and give me some really honest advice?" And I was, and I was like, "Actually, guys, you know, consider changing this." And and music's subjective, as I've already said, so it's always going to be yeah. Doesn't uh, mean that doesn't mean what I say is going to be right. Truth, yeah, Um, but. I, I said what I said, and, and a year later, they came down, and they they gave me a CD, and they were like, we've listened to everything you've said, it was like an unopened CD, like, look professional, uh, you know, lyrics in the sleeve, like, everything really mm. nice, and it sounded great, wow. and it was, was so, so good, and I was right. so, like, happy with these guys, because like, they're only, like, young guys, and um, it sounded great, and, like, we played them, on, played them on the radio, I think, ended up doing somehow, and... Uh, yeah, and it was it was nice like for them. Yeah, that oh, that must have that must have felt great both you and for them. There are two words being used in the music industry that I I makes me want to vomit blood. Oh um, God, what are they? Okay, alternative. Okay. And unique. <laughs> oh, I've only ever used one of those words. Right. <laughs> I need to talk you through these because because this. That's it's a lie. A, I've used both of those words. It's it's a bugbear, um, because in in the world of introducing, their bands will send me their music. Mm. And they do a little bio about themselves and they'll say, hi, we're, uh, we're uh, an alternative right, rock band and our sound is really unique. OK, no, let me start, please. Because alternative is not a descriptive word. Mm. It's a word that means something else or another choice. Yes. How does that make, like how, how does that, that doesn't work? doesn't help you. No, right? it's not specific enough. If you think of how genres are described, rock... Let's think of the the actual physical thing yeah. of, of rock and the music of rock. rock. It's it's hard, you know, underneath it might be a bit sludgy, it's heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that is the perfect description for yeah. rock. Metal, it's newer than rock. It's shinier, it's easier to mold, it's fresher. Mm. And if you listen to recordings from like Zeppelin and you listen to recordings from like Slipknot, the stuff from Slipknot is going to be heavier, but it's going to be cleaner and tighter and yeah. um, better molded. Yes. So those two examples I think they they work. Alternative is is it's it's nothing. And unless you play in the Peruvian nose flute, then then like unique is not even I, ju- I just can't stand it. And the problem is is that lazy uh, music journalists have come up with these two words and because they don't possess the vocabulary to describe what they're actually hearing, mm. and they've put it out in magazines and they've said it on TV and radio, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, alternative and unique." Like, no, like think of better words. Sometimes though, you don't have a choice. Like, if you're submitting
0: to um, if you're submitting to a distributor, alternative's an option. It's Choose. a category that you, you
1: pick. Choose something else. Choose something else, right? Ha- honestly, well, I mean, okay, <laughs> I'm going to say that, and like loads of people go, "All right." There, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you get a load of yeah. <laughs> yeah but I'm just trying to. Encourage bands to really take the time to sell themselves because it's a tough world it is so tough out there and, and the music industry it's a almost impossible market to break and speaking from somebody that has seen bands come from nothing and, and go to the top and um, think so wisely about the way that you're describing yourselves because when somebody like myself or, or you, you 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 get something in from a band and you're reading it if there is an interesting bio or you, you write an interesting like opening sentence about yourself and you're listening to the music at the same time, you're like, oh, yeah, wow, this really works. It's mm. so easy to write, oh, we're an alternative rock band because everyone does it. Yeah. I think you, you've got to be different.
0: Major freaking value bond there. Um, and uh, I've been guilty of doing that. Like We all have. Like, Stop if, if, Everyone's <laughs> done it. But like, no more. And it comes back to the marketing thing. It comes back to it why it's so important to... Put the effort in, like you say, to do this for bands. Every band, obviously, wants to be on Spotify. And I think a lot of bands feel like their careers are going to live and die. They're going to make and break by being on Spotify. You've recently been asked to become a Spotify playlist curator.
1: Yeah, that's a good gig. Heavy hooks. Heavy hooks. Which is sick. And how many followers did you get in like the first 24 hours or something crazy? Um, We got 7,000 plus in the first 24 hours. And I was... I was really happy about that. Um, that's amazing. Congratulations. Oh, stop it. Come on. You hang cheese, up. Man. You hang up. No, you hang up. Um, yeah, man. Um, I like it because um, my first love is rock and metal um, and, and prog rock. Like Prog is prog is so class- mm. close to my heart. Um, and now this is my opportunity to do something within the world of rock and metal um, that's not kind of directly related to BBC Introducing. And, and I love BBC Introducing. I'll, I'll, I'll die for the brand. I think it's, it's the, the best thing that the BBC does. But it's nice to do something as well um, outside of capacity um, and th- that allows me to um, hone in specifically on, on one genre that I, I love. And yeah. metal gets a bit of a bad press, actually. Mm. Um, and people, A lot of people say, oh, people don't really listen to metal these days. But it's actually the most streamed music uh, genre of music in the world. I wonder if that's because a lot
0: of a lot of them are on like gym playlists. Do, do you, was, you think? Yeah, I think I think from what I've like seen, a lot of metal gets used on a lot of like workout playlists. you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Which I guess uh, just played across the whole world. A lot of blast beats. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But um, yeah, it's, it, it is interesting. So um, that's why, and that, But you just love the genre anyway. Just, oh yeah. You've been able to pick pick and find music that you personally really love, and then put it on the
1: playlist. Yes, um, and it is submitted. Um, you know, we, we ask that, you know, I've got, I'm lucky I've been given a lot of freedom with this playlist, but, you know, one of the things is we, we, uh, we do is we ask the bands to submit their music to us so that right. we can, um, yeah, obviously, like, listen to it and, and stuff like that. Okay. But, oh, God, the music is so good. And it is actually, like, so fun putting together a playlist because I try and create the playlist as if it's a, um, like, a set list.
0: Yeah, great.
1: And I do that with my radio show as well. I always have oh, Freddie Mercury always famously said at his uh, the Queen shows that they would kind of try to deaf and blind their audiences in like the first 10 minutes and I actually think that's so cool. Um, not like not to of course they don't deaf- <laughs> out there like doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for coming. If they can't um, hear what we sound like, then how yeah. no do you, you complain about? Um, but, I, but with my show and with the the playlist and stuff, um, I try and really build momentum within those first kind of on Spotify, maybe three or four tracks. And then if there's a, a song that is still heavy, but maybe like an artist like um, Cassiette and her track Diamond, it's still mm. a heavy track, but it's 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 also a ballad. Yeah. Um, so that's very dark, but it's, it's not like, you know, double kick and everyone playing in drop D. And with introducing, I still try and do the same thing as pick an opener that's going to be um, instantly captivating mm-hmm. um, because... That that is, it is important. It it's so important to get everyone honed in on
0: that. Yeah, and, and sold and hooked in the first got to first three second or you know, early stages. But I mean, obviously, with uh, introducing, you're you're restricted to your area. Mm-hmm. So and it's and it's a mixture of genres, but you can only play bands from from the area. Yeah. Right. Yes. There's a blurry line there. A little bit blurry line. It's like, called
1: Upminster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. But with the playlist,
0: Lomford. you um you have free reign over bands from all across the world. Right. You can get yeah. anyone you want
1: in there. Yes. Yeah, and I've already had like the love for the for this playlist has been unreal. Like, um, I threw in um, like a Haken track. Haken, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, if you're after progressive metal at its finest, these are like Dream Theater 2.0. Um, they're, they're amazing. They're from London. Like, they're so good. Um, and I put them on my first ever playlist. And kind of expecting not really much back because it was my, my first playlist. They put like the link to their the list on their the spotify playlist in their bio mm. they put a picture of the the link on their instagram um, thing as well and it's like that's an amazing like response for yeah. a band that's so big to like be supporting a playlist on spotify so um thanks guys yeah awesome um
0: it's good to hear that you you know that you don't want to disappear from radio and do and you feel like as a medium as well it's not going anywhere? Do you think it's always, always, always going to be a place for radio? There's always a
1: myth about radio like everyone's like oh yeah it's going to go. It's, it, I don't think it will. I think that I think the BBC are so clever in trying to continue to be magnetic to an audience. Like, it was the iPlayer and now, and, and obviously still is the iPlayer, but now you've got the BBC Sounds app yep. um, where you can listen to like, all your favourite shows, you know, and it, it, it's like um, streaming music. Yeah, um, it's on demand and it's there. If you yeah, want it. And, it, and it's there. And, and and I think now also, like, with a mobile phone or, or tablet or whatever, you, you've literally got the the world of media in your pocket. And, and, and for BBC Sounds, like, it's an amazing thing because all your favourite radio shows, all your favourite music, like, it's it's all there. Um, And and I think listening to radio and hearing, um, especially if it's a specialist show, um, you know, a specialist music show, um, whether you're you're Phil Tag or or introducing or whoever, um, when you hear a DJ talking about a track and they love it, you kind of think, oh, yeah, actually, that's a really good track. And it's like having a conversation with the DJ, even, like, know that
0: he can't hear. It's actually music, music is very referral, right? If, like, if your best mates like something and they tell you to listen to it, you're, like, way more primed and more likely to love it if your friends do. Yeah, and yeah. And if you trust and you follow and you love, love your, um, your DJ presenter or whatever, like, as well, like, you just trust in them and that trust yes.
1: uh-huh. goes yes. a long way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I also think there's a danger... Um, I made the joke earlier off-camera to you that, like... When I was at, when I was at school, like most kids were, were reading Playboy, and I was reading like Modern Drummer, um, <laughs> but actually, it's it's it, I, I say it jokingly, but <laughs> it was true, um, and that's because um, I was. I don't think you know if you're only listening to pop music, like oh you're a sheep or whatever. Always trust in your heart what you want to listen to, and if you you know guys at school, college, or uni, they're all listening to like one band. Listen to that band, but maybe venture outside of that a little bit and have mm. a listen to what's going on just on the little outskirts of that band. How important is marketing to bands? Yeah, mar- marketing is important. I mean, I'm not a marketing guru at all, but um, so many bands like are not even on Twitter. Mm. And you talk to them and they're like, oh, yeah, but I don't really get it. Well... If, if you don't get it, somebody else who sounds exactly like you is going to get it and they're going to get noticed because they're hungrier for it. So they have to be on all the, all the platforms oh, and uh, be everywhere? Yeah, I mean, of course, like, if your target audience... It, it's target audience dependent. And if you're trying to trying to um, reach out to um, people who are, I don't know, 14 to 25, you know, you've got to be on TikTok and Snapchat and all that. If your audience is a bit older, mm. you, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, use those already well-established um, social media platforms... Because um, they're great. It's free marketing.
0: Yeah, it's it's free. It's free, and and you have your own brand to think about as well. So, what do you what are you, what's how important is marketing to you? And, and what are some of the things that you would love to do for yourself to keep growing your own personal brand? That's a really good question. Do you know what? Because um, obviously, like the thing that one of the reasons why I'm so happy to have Ollie on the show is because your like energy, your output online is very much like send me your music, send me yeah, your music. 100%. I love it. i never get bored of listening to it. I want to help you out in order to like continue to do that and continue to get to the places you want to be you've got to grow your own name right you've got to grow yourself too so that helps with the support
1: of the bands i mean like i've put in sort of 12 plus years of of obviously it's my job and i love it but i've put in 12 plus years of um you know getting bands and putting them on the radio or or putting them on a major uk festival getting them playlisted on radio one or radio two six music whatever um but actually one of the things that i've kind of more recently come across is that people in high positions in the, in the music industry, like, some of their attitude is disgusting. Yeah, um, I like, that. And, I like that. and I just think that we need the bands as much as the bands need us. And we sit at these panels and these events, and we sit on this stage with all these bands and aspiring people, like, looking at us, and we say, well, these are the things you need to do. But actually, the people on these panels, the people giving advice, the people at these events, need, need to help the bands as well, because mm. one day a band's going to go do you know what, we, we don't need you because we've, we've got the internet or we've got, you know, something else. And um, it's, gonna, it, it's sad that people who are in prolific job titles choose to be uncontactable mm. or, or don't respond to emails because the, the, the emerging talent is their eventual bread and butter. Yeah, So that's put, a massive point, folks. That's a really important point. Um, so, so, yeah, like, put, put the time in now. And, and, like, I don't understand why people who can help, like, why their Twitter DMs are, like, not open. Hmm. Put, opening your DMs on, on Twitter is like putting a light on when there's a moth in the room. You know, like let, just accept it. Like bands are going to want to reach out to you and they'll find a way. Just, just talk to them. Like everyone's human. We're all equal. Um, bands need to be persistent,
0: don't they? They, need to, they do need to, yes. they need to hammer and knock the door many, many mm-hmm. times sometimes to get through to people, when they, the people they, they really want to reach. Great. What is it about working with unsigned bands? Um, or bands that are just starting out and that are hungry for it, but they're, they're undiscovered, yet. what is it about working bands because like they're, that? Because they're hungry for
1: it. Literally, it's their energy, it's their excitement, their passion. Do you, I, I think that, um, and this is inclusive of people who, who work outside of bands, but, but within the music industry, um, and when I say outside of bands, I mean, like, not a band member. Mm. People, where, some people in, in bigger bands become really uh, complacent, a little bit kind of arrogant um, and actually their, their, their products sometimes with some bigger bands they kind of churn them out and it's just because they're churning them out these albums yep. um, and I think that also you know an unsigned band they're so hungry for it they're working day jobs they've got like wives or husbands and children and a, a roof to put over their head and they're putting quite literally you know everything they have yes. into making this work because that's the industry they want to work in. Yep. Um, and, and I actually also think that the, the bigger the band, the bigger the team that surrounds that band, and they wrap them in cotton wool, and it's just like, it's not real. It's not real life. And it kind of like, it kind of like annoys me a little bit that people really rate themselves that much. Now, you also yes. do TV presenting. Mm-hmm. When did this come about? Late last year? <laughs> yeah, this was mad. How did cause... this how did it happen the show's um, called Rising, isn't it? The show's called Rising. Um, it's on a programme based... It's on a channel based in um, Brighton called Latest TV. And it's um, an emerging talent show. So uh, it's a little bit like introducing. Um, but the way that the show came about was... I, would always, I always try and follow people in the industry that I think are obviously like, interesting mm. and have got stuff to say. And um, a guy called Mark Adams jumped into my DMs on Insta. And he was like, have you ever thought about doing TV? And I kind of just like looked down at my stomach and I thought of course not. Like what well, this is this is a radio tummy. Um, but actually, like we had a chat and we spoke about it and I and I went and shot the pilot. And it was it was great, it was so fun. Um, and it's, it's a great gig. Like it, it, it it's like a hub for televising emerging talent. Right. And yeah. uh, and with everything that we're doing um, at the moment, it's it's such an exciting brand to be part of. Like Music Gateway are just smashing it at the moment, like they're doing so well. Would we you just tell people what what music gateway is for those that is won't it, know. yeah it's essentially like a, a marketplace for worldwide music mm. syncing management and they also you know uh, are the hub for my spotify playlist and they are the the company that puts on uh, rising as well there's, there's so much they do i'm i'm, I'm underselling them like google them they're, they're great they're massive and but that's also how people
0: can submit to your players isn't it mm-hmm. through them mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so, presumably they're going to want to do that with other other people as well at some point they're going to grow this into I think people so. in genres or whatever?
1: Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm Mark, um, the CMO of Music Gateway, he, he knows my passion for, for rock and metal, so that's why he, we've kind of discussed this playlist on Spotify and that's why we're kind of working on it together. And um, I think you've got to have somebody that's passionate about that particular uh, mm. genre um, in the driving seat of a project like this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. How do you want to see the TV stuff progress?
0: Um, Because obviously it takes a bit of time, right, to sort of get the momentum building up on something like this. But the fact that it's taking these, you know, young and hungry and passionate musicians and solo artists and stuff like that and giving them literally a televisable platform to perform their art on is awesome. It's just about how do we get that out there and grow literally that brand as well so that more and more people see it.
1: It just takes time. I think where I would like to see the show go is to just continue to support... The, the emerging talent scene. And that sounds like a really blanket answer, but it's actually not, because bands now, with the power of the internet, um, BBC introducing, and, you know, there's, there's, there's so many um, kind of hubs for emerging talent now, they're kind of collectively, like, taking over, yeah. which is great in hmm. some ways, um, but not, not great for major record labels, obviously, <laughs> because now the power is being given back to the bands, you know, yeah. at last. Um, but I, I would just like to see... Um, more of, of hungry bands taking over. Like, if I sometimes if I'm listening to, to, to a band, um, I'll always listen to their earlier work because you can hear in their playing that they're more hungry for it. True, yeah. And, like, you listen yeah. to, like, the oldest, old, old, you know, the newest stuff and it's just like, oh. You can see where it's kind of, yeah, the yeah. excitement's worn off maybe. Do you get to go to many live shows? Yes. Yeah, I'm really lucky. Um, I, I do. Um, and I love live gigs. Yeah. Um, because that is where you s- see the band selling themselves off album it's very hard to fake it live isn't it oh a hundred percent and and actually that's where you um you know if, if you've been a fan of a band for a little while you know and you go and see them live that's where your kind of emotional connection can can uh, yeah. build even more
0: yes yeah absolutely um I just wanted to ask you a little bit about the future and some of your ideas mm-hmm. going forward. Where would you like to see yourself being in like five years time? Because this, this 2020 is uh, kicking off and it's it's exciting. It's right? Where you are right yeah. now is an exciting place to be with the TV and the playlisting and the radio
1: still. Um, you still love
0: radio. I lo-
1: radio is radio. Oh, just radio is so good because. TV and radio are really different, and I remember um, I was texting my friends after we'd, we shot like the first episode of Rise, And They're like, "Yeah, what was it like?" And I said, "Yeah, it was really good." And you know, being dyslexic, reading off an auto cue, like that's fun. Um, yeah, today on the show. <laughs> 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 um, but actually, um, radio is so much more uh, intimate. Um, than than tv that's not saying it's better that's not saying it's worse but your relationship with your favorite radio presenter Mm. will be so different to your relationship with your favorite tv presenter unless your Dermot O'Leary can do both extremely well who
0: are some bands right now that you love that you're listening to
1: that you think are destined for big things um I used Haken earlier as an example and I'll use them again just because they're they're not they're an amazing band. Um, you know, some of the guys did the Shattered Fortress tour with Mike Portnoy, mm. um, which was Portnoy, like, revisiting all the old Dream Theatre stuff. You shouldn't have left Mike Portnoy, by the way. Everyone's really angry about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so they've done some great stuff, and, and they've done, like, Cruise to the Edge, and uh, the planned download. So they are massive if you know the scene. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the scene, you probably don't know them. So... Um, they're really nice guys as well. Great. Um, and, and I think having a, a nice personality along with being able to play in 1916, really great. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, yeah, I think they're, they're a really great band. There's loads of local bands as well that I could go into, but um, Haken are, are smashing it at the moment. Yeah. And you've got other bands. Like, uh, I mentioned Cassiette earlier. Yeah, uh, She's awesome. Um, Nova Twins. Yes. Yep. Um, you know, they're, they're, their sound is so like, you listen to it and you're like, what? And then they start rapping in the middle of, like, a metal song. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what does their bio read, like? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it like, how do they're they an alternative else? rock band. <laughs> and they're unique. They're no. super unique. There's always descriptive words. you just got to hunt them out. Mm. Always. I think one last thing, just to,
0: um, just to wrap things up, yes. is if you could change one thing about the industry
1: right now, mm-hmm. wave a magic wand like Harry Potter and just sort of fix in everything, what would be the one thing you change? Oh, The people some of the people on the other side the bands the the people that want to get into the industry are so much nicer than some of the people actually in yeah. the industry uh, people people on this side they're, they're like egomaniacs with a massive attitude problem and I actually think that we've we have like literally got to start being more approachable to bands because like what I, I always think right you go into the industry for two reasons you're either an an aspiring artist or you want to go in to the to the world of music and try and make a difference you should always maintain that attitude Mm. and i think if you if you don't it becomes it becomes a bit i mean it's already bitter anyway the music industry but it can be very um a bit like not nice and so many people so many panels that i've seen have gone oh yeah you need to network and then people from these panels and these events and these networking gigs try and get in with these people and they just don't reply to their emails.
0: They don't do the thing that they're no, saying.
1: No, exactly. Yeah. So it's, I just don't understand it. And if people, and like people go, oh, I'm so busy, I can't reply to my emails. Well, I bet Bill Gates manages to respond to emails or Richard Branson. I bet if you got an email that said, click yes... And we'll give you £10,000. I bet they'd respond to it. it? People will reply to email. The the unfortunate reality is that a lot of people in this industry will reply to email um, if they think they're going to get something out of it. And that attitude needs to stop because what we get out of working in this industry is a uh, foundation of happy bands that have a better chance of doing something um, because we are helping them, not because we deem ourselves as being too important to be contacted. I think, that's, I think that's
0: really important. I think it's a very, very, very good point to make. And I actually believe that as we go forward, you know, people of our age, we're working in the industry and we're moving forward. And I think that as some of those old, bitter, yeah, sort of Characters. resentful people that are in there right now, and they exist in all industries, so it's not just yeah, music, is it? It? but you know, that it is, it is, if you're not positive, then nobody else in this industry is necessarily going to make you positive. So it yeah. you know, starts with yourselves. You know, got look after yourselves and your immediate family, your band family and stuff. But as we go forward and they fall off the grid and they, you know, retire from the business, I think we will people that are putting out that kind of positive message and you know spreading it around. Maybe we'll start to see that change.
1: Yeah, really yeah. You've got, be, you've got to be the change you want to see. Mm. and people think oh well not not all these bands can be successful because then it'll be an oversaturated market well it's oversaturated anyway Massively like yeah. you know the more bands there are the more money can be put into local music venues the more local music venues the, the more the support for the local scene yeah. like we can make this happen we've just got to like Stop being so self righteous.
0: Brilliant. What better way to end it with a Gandhi quote as well? <laughs> that, was a, that was a Gandhi quote, wasn't it? Be the uh, change anyway. <laughs> It was, yeah, I'm going to say that anyway. It's true. It's Thank true. you so much
1: for being Welcome. on the show, man. Lovely Thanks. to meet you. Thank you too. You. Thank you. <laughs>
0: you've been listening to coffee or beer on Whole tight tv brought to you on behalf of Whole tight if you are in a band and you know people in bands and they need pr they need radio they need digital marketing then Whole tight is your number one stop shop for that so please subscribe to the channel follow us on all the socials and please get in touch if you need any of those services and we'll catch you on the next episode thank you for listening to coffee or beer